someone had told me I would be Pope one day, I would have studied harder. Pope John Paul I. Welcome to the Revisionist History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight, no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul, and it's time once again for Sundays with the Saints, and today we're going to be meeting a man who's been largely forgotten, and that's something that needs to be corrected. Let's take a look at Albino Luciani, better known to the world as Pope John Paul I. Today, most people know Pope John Paul I for only a few things, if they know him at all. Most know his papacy lasted only 33 days, the shortest pontificate in over 370 years. And most think, erroneously, that he was poisoned because he was going to reform the Vatican Curia. This is a shame, since he's worth remembering for so many more reasons. First, a few biographical facts and some trivia tidbits. Born on October 17, 1912, he was the first pope born in the 20th century, and he was the last to die in the 20th century. He was also the first pope in history to take a double name, honoring his two most recent predecessors, Pope St. John XXIII and Pope St. Paul VI. He is also, to date, the last Italian Pope in a succession of Italians that began in 1523. As an Italian-American myself, I can only hope he's not the last. Born into poverty in northern Italy, Albino Luciani was ordained a priest at the age of 22, a bishop in 1958, and became the Patriarch of Venice in 1969. He was made a Cardinal by Pope Paul VI in 1973 and became Pope in 1978. He was 65 years old when he died on September 28, 1978. He was declared a servant of God by John Paul II in 2003, the first step towards sainthood, and then named Venerable by Pope Francis in 2017 as a result of his heroic virtue. His election as Pope during the conclave following the death of Paul VI was as much a shock to him as anyone and was at least in part the result of two major contenders not being able to garner enough votes. He was in effect a compromise choice, a situation that fit his character quite well. He almost immediately showed how seriously he took his papal motto, humilitas, or humility. He was the first pope to forego a coronation ceremony, swapping the triple tiara for a shepherd's staff. Not really a surprise for a man who rode around on a bicycle as bishop. It's also reported that upon his election, he told the other cardinals, may God forgive you for what you have done. The reaction of the cardinals and others was quite different, however. 
Mother Teresa said about him, quote, He has been the greatest gift of God, a sunbeam of God's love shining in the darkness of the world. End quote. Many of the cardinals said they had elected God's candidate. Because of the brevity of his papacy, we have no encyclicals or other writings from his time as Pope. But we know a lot about the man from the years before his election, as well as during his brief pontificate. He was, without question, a warm, gentle, and kind man, much more like the gregarious John XXIII than the more formal Paul VI. He was also no intellectual lightweight, as some believed. He held a doctorate in theology and loved authors from Dickens to Goethe to Chesterton. His personal holiness was exemplary and well-known. And oh my, that smile. It captivated the world, even the cynical media of the 1970s, even the too-cool-for-school 12-year-old that I was then. Papa Luciani, as the Italians often refer to him now, had a dream, according to his niece, to have a parish in the lake region and bring with him his mother and father because he said his mother would be happy to be in a house on the lake. It was sadly a dream he never realized. Obviously, the main reason people tend to overlook Pope John Paul I is much greater than simply his brief time as Pope. He had the misfortune, though that word seems wrong even as I say it, of immediately preceding Carol Wojtyla, Pope John Paul II, one of the greatest popes of the past 500 years. It's hard to follow a legend, and apparently hard to go before one as well. But even this great saint was impacted by John Paul I, saying of him, what a warmth of charity, nay, what an abundant outpouring of love which came forth from him in the few days of his ministry. The church is waiting on the confirmation of two miracles as a result of his intercession before officially declaring him a saint. For me, he already is. I think he got what a saint is better than most. I leave you with this quote from Pope John Paul I, the saint we should never forget. Lived holiness is very much more widespread than officially proclaimed holiness. Coming into paradise, we will probably find mothers, workers, professional people, and students set higher than the official saints we venerate on earth. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you're finding this podcast both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. It'll help us create more content and go a long way toward making this podcast completely ad-free. Thanks again.